Hey everyone, Torrent Kearns here. I'm just popping in real quick to say the following episode with Heather was very fun to record. However, we did talk a bit more about politics and economics and things like that than we normally do. It also tended to trail off and we got into tangents and asides and it was a bit more interrupting of each other. I had some technical issues throughout the recording, including a coughing fit that happened halfway through while Heather was talking, so I will likely leave that in there just because she was saying some really dope stuff. I hope you guys enjoy. It was still great. It was a very autistic episode, and I think that's what we're trying to do with ASCII Talk, so enjoy. We are live, back with another episode of ASCII Talk. I'm Torin Kearns. And unfortunately, the Autism Sage can't join us today, but I'm here with a very special guest, Heather Levine, one of my friends, someone I've known for a long time, a great online social media autism advocate. Heather, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little about who you are. Hey, guys. Heather Levine. I just want to hang with artists. You know, I sometimes do a blog called Bluntly Speaking that my buddy Torin here used to co-write with me. I haven't been doing it lately because I've been working and trying to get myself back to school hopefully by next year, and unfortunately, the way things are, I've been trying to get services out because, oh, you're too this or you're too that, they don't know what to do, and it cares more towards higher support needs individuals, and unfortunately, they're state-run, so I'm always advocating, I'm always stuck with people who don't listen, people who don't understand anything, and hey, once I finally got the LVT next to my name, <laughs> he wants me to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna talk about all of that uh, coming up. I'm, I'm I'm really excited. So first off, I'm gonna ask a couple questions. We have a large uh, audience of parents, and yeah. so I'm sure a lot of them want to know a lot about like how you grew up and things like that. So I'm just gonna run through some some quick questions. Um, yeah, no, not not a problem. How, how old were you when you were first diagnosed? Twelve. Twelve. Um, were you so how what? What were the, some of the circumstances leading to you getting diagnosed? Was it were you having issues at school or? Uh, mm, I'm not really one. sure, but my nursery school people saw that that oh she's disruptive. There's something wrong with her. Oh, she I doesn't hate listen. That. Always dis- disruptive. Yeah, like she's not she's not like yeah I don't remember the whole damn thing. I was a kid. No, same, same here, same here. Did you have any, like, developmental delays? Like, delays? It, it, obviously, you probably wouldn't remember this. You'd have to ask your parents. But do, have they ever told you had issues with, like, speaking, delays in speaking, or? Taking a lot of time walking, that's for sure. I had a lot of orthopedic issues. Oh. Um, so do you think that, or do, do, do you personally think the orthopedic issues were related to the autism, or no? I don't know. I don't think so, because I was diagnosed late. I was misdiagnosed a lot, though. What were some of the things you were misdiagnosed with? ADHD. Oh, that's a common one. Yeah, they kept on putting me on stupid pills that didn't work. <laughs> some of them mis- <laughs> yeah, that and they kept, kept on saying, oh, she's doing learned helplessness or stupid things like that. They, they just missed the boat until I was 12 years old because, you know, girls are still having problems getting diagnosed. And all these actresses that are coming out saying I'm autistic because they haven't been diagnosed and helped. And what are some of the, what do you think are some of the reasons that girls, because you are right, women are, tend to be underdiagnosed. What do you think are some of the reasons behind that? 
Well, and and what, what ways would you say that that you blend in? Well, because people just think I'm quirky, <laughs> and people don't see because I don't stim, I don't do this a lot. I don't. I like a mask a lot. I have to blend in, shut up, and not ask questions. And because I do things so well, like to the T. Yeah, there's a lot of a, a lot of female autistics, and uh, uh, AFAB. So uh, people born as female who who are autistic have a lot of the same. Uh, experiences and have a lot of the same. Yeah, I've been wondering what. Yeah, I'm still learning my LGBTQ lingo. So, what I'm, what the frip is, AFAB. Uh, assigned female birth. I think we're oh. all learning. We're all lear still learning the lingo, lingo, and a lot of that stuff changes a lot, which yeah, is a perfect segue into one of the big topics I want to talk about, which oh, is yeah, the, so all the stuff. Yeah, yeah all the systemic racism. Exactly. We had a uh, we had a conversation for, for for the listeners. Me and Heather had a conversation over the Super Bowl where we talked about a lot of the issues in terms of with disabled people, autistic people, and disabled people as a whole aren't quite represented in the social justice movement of the last couple of years. The way that more groups that, that you probably know, like Black and Asian stuff like that, are sort of and women are sort of pushed forward we don't sort of get as much time in the limelight. There has been a lot of progress, but unfortunately in this country and in, in, in a lot of the world where everything is social media and everything is entertainment and likes and clicks and raising awareness, if no one's talking about us, that can be a problem getting into the mainstream. Or if and, they do talk about us, it's in the wrong way. Oh, exactly. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> they talk about us, it's because... Oh, it's all the stereotypes. So it's it's videos of everyone seeing a video of an autistic kid having a meltdown, because of course. Or like an autistic kid going bowling. Yeah, of course. Or or or, or an autistic person doing like the same shit that everybody else does, and they're like, look at the look at the progress. Which sometimes that is progress. Don't get me wrong, but look at him overcoming his autism, and it's something that that particular person doesn't even have issues with. They just assume that they have issues with something because they're autistic. And it's just... So, yeah, I, I really want to get into that. And Yeah, the princess. Heather, what, what are some of... I know it's a broad question, but what are some of your thoughts regarding the social justice movement and how they've included or not included disabled people? We're forgotten all the time. <laughs> That's pretty direct. Care to elaborate? It's just, you know, I just feel like... Where do I stand in this? What's in it for me? Like, I mean, yeah, I understand you guys are getting hurt, but I feel like where are the disabled people in the rallies? I don't see any. Because, I mean, I mean, it's just this, like, anybody can be disabled. Born because of like, what you believe in, who you love, how you identify. We're not considered a race, so we're not considered important. I like that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I, I like the, I like how you put that. I don't like the fact of that because it's unfortunate that we see things in terms of mostly race because it's simple. So it's something most people can get their heads around. But autism, for example, doesn't see race. It doesn't see gender. It doesn't see, despite what the doctors say, it doesn't see gender. It doesn't see sexuality. It can affect everybody of all different backgrounds and classes. And unfortunately, and while where you come from, what class, like how you experience the world, what sexuality you are, how much money you had growing up, what race you are, affects 
how you experience the world as an autistic person, there's definitely an intersectionality there, and we'll get into that. It's still, it, it, we're not, because we're complicated, we're more complicated, we're not given the same sort of uh, airtime as other simpler to understand movements like Black Lives Matter, which I'm not against Black Lives Matter at all. I'm a black man. I, obviously, I'm not. But it, we, we, do, we don't get our time in the sun as disabled people, as autistic people, and that's a problem because that's how you move things forward. Is yeah, exposure. it's frustrating because I see all these movements moving around for centuries, taking nothing. No, exactly, exactly. And, oh, et, well, you could argue that pretty much every uh, ethnic group has been around for however long, but the problem is we're still sort of seen as a burden yeah. and as something that needs fixing, and that, I feel like that has not changed. Yeah, and put and, the exactly, box. And put in the box. And I feel like it hasn't changed despite the fact that people say they start, and I'm going to get a little political here. So to, to the audience, I'd just like to apologize. There's no way to talk about this without getting into some sort of economics and politics. And that's what we try to do on Ask Me Talk anyway. But liberals yeah, in particular try to push the envelope. Yeah. Liberals in particular try to push the uh, narrative that we're included in their social justice movement, but then they'll use things like people first language. Are, are you familiar with that? Like about social media, like a lot of Instagram things. Yeah, for for the audience, um, who maybe it's their first time listening, uh, there's generally two ways to refer to autistic people: people first language and identity first language. People first language is things like functioning labels too. <laughs> yes, but I'm gonna get to that in a second. So people first language things like Torin has autism, this kid with autism, as the autism is treated as something wholly different and is acting upon the person, usually in a negative, usually in a negative way. That's what, what the assumption is. Identity first language is Torin's autistic. He's autistic. It's part of who we are. 70% to 90% of autistics, depending on the poll, prefer identity first language. Autistic person, not person with autism. Yet liberals in particular, I'm attacking liberals because Right-wingers, a lot of right-wingers just have very bigoted views. I'm sorry, so I don't even care about them at this point. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Like, but, like all the things they're doing down in the South. Exactly. But liberals insist on using people-first language even when we tell them not to. And the reason they insist is because they want woke points. They want other liberals who are not disabled to like their statuses for seeming like they give a shit about us, even though we do, they don't. And that's one of the things probably frustrates me the most, is this sort of fake advocacy. And yes, all the social justice movements have that issue, but all we have is fake advocacy. There's very little actual, genuine want to better our lives. Yeah, and there's no official grades and to make themselves look good. Exactly. And you mentioned functioning labels, too, and that's another one where it... The idea of functioning labels is kind of, I don't want to say it's bullshit, but it's bullshit. It, it, it's a nuanced issue. What are your thoughts about it? I feel like functioning labels don't, because I've been trying to get, and it's like, oh, you're too high functioning. You don't need anything. They assume that I can speak because I can speak. I don't need anything. How do you know what I need? Talking just means I can tell. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because me and Stacy, uh, we talk about 
how the ability to verbalize and use speech is often used as like the one and only criteria to what struggles an autistic person has. If they can talk, pretty much automatically you're going to be labeled as high functioning, even if everything else in, in your life is a mess. And what I'm definitely no, most exactly. I'm mostly against functioning labels. I, I get it's a catch-all to, 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 to get an idea of somebody's uh, support needs. But at the same time, first of all, support needs vary per day. That's why testing, for example, on, ch on autistic children is so imprecise. Because when you test... Yeah, them, I don't like it either. I, I did a study at Seaver Center with Mount Sinai last few months. And I... I why is the test to determine things? This is not right. This is too one-sided. No, exactly. I remember I took an IQ... I don't remember, but I was told. I took an IQ... T I was given an IQ test and I was like five. And according to the IQ test, I'm both profoundly mentally disabled and a genius simultaneously. So they just threw the IQ test out because they were like, well, this is this completely inaccurate. But one of the things <laughs> is when you test a child, it depends on what sort of day they're having. Because autistic people, just like everyone else, have good days and bad days. The different okay, like everybody else, I know. Like they, they treat us like we're, we're aliens from outer space from another planet. And, and, the, <laughs> and the difference with us, I'll get to that too. And the difference with us is when we're having a bad day, a lot of our executive functioning will fall off the table. <laughs> exactly. So Yeah. Lately. So that's the problem with everybody acting. Exactly. And like, if you're you know, the movie that's invading, should we be over invading people's countries by now? I know, right? Um, well, they're little pee -wees. But if you focus on testing a child and they're having a bad day, they're going to test Severe. quote unquote lower than they would if they were having a good day. That's why it's so imprecise. That's why functioning labels is not really a <laughs> message. Uh, yeah, Heather, for like those who can't see, Heather's doing the uh, double thumbs down, which is pretty much sums up how I feel about functioning labels. And me too, because I can't get... And you mentioned, you've mentioned this a couple times already, how you've been struggling to get services for yourself because they perceive you as quote-unquote high-functioning. Yeah. What are some of the struggles you've had? <sighs> not being able to get support for college, not being able to get people who are trained in the things that I need. They tried to give me a bus driver as a conhab worker. Yeah. What's a conhab worker? It's someone who's supposed to help you get used to things like, like help you get new skills like executive functioning and help you with things that, like study skills and stuff that you need. It's supposed to be, I don't feel like truly really person-centered. Wait, but they gave you a bus driver for that? They almost did. I had to tell them no. no Matha, how, did, how is... No offense, bus drivers, but how does a bus driver qualify for that? Is it like a certificate you gotta take, or do they just show up for a weekend class? No, oh. there's no degree, no anything. They just do this. They're the experts, they're not. So these people literally stick their heads out the windows, like, "Hey yo, anyone here want to be a conhab worker?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're great. Come, come in, come in, come in. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. So for context, we. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, luckily I've been hearing online. I've been getting tweets because I've been following all these stupid people on the disability committee that Hulk was actually planning a, a SUNY program. Training. Oh, there's a, a program for. Uh, I'm not sure about the training. A, a college student so to become a lab worker. 
So it's just for, to, to be clear, because you broke up a little bit. It's, so it's a SUNY program, it's so the State University of New York college system. It's a, yeah. it's a college program to help disabled people become CONHAB workers? No, ABLES become CONHAB workers for us. But I'm not sure what this program entails. I don't know what and say program. It's probably mostly bullshit. See, I got my hopes up because I, I thought you said it's training disabled people to be kind of have work with. I was like, that's great. Disabled people helping out other disabled people. That's great. And then you're like, yeah, no, no, that's not that, that's not happening. So I, I I got excited for like a half second. Well, yeah, because if you can go to college as a disabled person, doesn't mean you'll get the right support. Is that because, see, that, that's my fault. It's like the DJ College, you played yourself. See, I, I had hope. I allowed myself to have hope for a half second, and that's where I fucked up. Because I thought, like, New York State was actually going to do something smart to help disabled people. Training yeah, disabled they still people. have the rule, according to OPW ding-dongs, you can't get a degree. You can take a class, you can do continuing education, as long as it's interactive, but you, they don't support degrees. Do something else. And for, for, for the audience, what, what is OPPW, what, what is, what is, what, what's the acronym and what does it stand for again? It stands for Office for People with Develop. I don't think they work so, so OPPDD, oh, Medicaid-based, so I, I the OP, and oh, the O. And that's, that's in New York, right? That's the New York Social Services, the New York State Social Services. Yeah, it's. And what are some of the, the supports you mentioned, and you talked to me a lot about this, about how you want to be able to go to college to be a vet tech, correct? And most of them don't even know what that is when I call them on the phone. And they play stupid. Actually, and they have the emotional range of a microbe. <laughs> they're stupid. They have the compassion. They're, not, they're glorified social workers, basically. And they shove you in a box and they walk away. They don't really help you. You have to do everything yourself. No, I feel like as a, as a disclaimer, I have to say not all social workers are bad. But actually, we have, a, we have a mutual friend, Ryan, who's been on this podcast, who's actually studying to be a vet tech right now. Really? But, yeah. Where is he going? Oh, boy. Uh, I'll tell you off air because I'm not sure, so I'd have to message him. Anyway, uh, what are some of the no, services? No, like he's studying. Tell him I will. Because I could use all the help I can. <laughs> He, nah, he knows two, his stuff. He he, he does. The two no DLVTs? Come on. Yeah, he knows his stuff too. He has a um, uh, bachelor's in zoology, so so he has he has some background. Um, what what are some of the services you're looking? And zoology too. I'm wondering what he did. Yeah. What are what are some of the services you are looking you're looking for to help you out with school specifically? Well, someone help someone help me advocate for myself. Help someone to make sure I'm not afraid to go to to the professor's office hours. Cause when I went to LaGuardia, I really I really fucked up. What happened? I didn't manage my time well. I didn't know how much to study. I was afraid to go to the office hours. I was, and the disabilities office they don't they don't back you up. Oh yeah, my at my college. First of all, that sounds like experience of a lot of college freshmen. At my college. The disabilities office, not only did they not do shit for you, they were like in a basement. And like they were in the campus center, but they were in the basement towards like the end of like this long, dark hallway. I know! Why are they hiding and calling a fancy name? Like there's, it, it, like I couldn't, it took me a while to actually just find the office and then like the door. 
there's a little plaque that, that said disability services, but the door wasn't like, didn't have like a glass window. It was just a solid like white door. Well, we had a no glass windows. window. Oh, at least your school did. There were no windows. You thought it could have been broom closet for all you could have known. Yeah, it's just still in a corner, but it was it wasn't on it wasn't in the basement, thank goodness. It was in more when you come in, you have to really look for it M one oh two. Yeah, ours is ours is like buried, I guess. It was might as well because they were useless. I told you at one point I, I might have told the story on the podcast, I don't remember. I got into a uh, physical altercation with a friend of mine. And mm-hmm. we had to go to this judicial hearing because we were both drinking underage and all that stuff. And we had to have an advocate. So my friend chose one of the science professors. I chose my disability advocate because I thought she would be perfect for this because that's her Apparently job is to advocate for me. Get this. This woman. So basically the, the person I got into a fight with lays out this case making me look like a monster, like a murderous monster. And the charges I'm facing are heavier than the charges he's facing. Plus, the school I went to, Oswego, and I will say their name, SUNY Oswego, are incredibly racist. And the guy I got in a fight with was white and I'm black. So automatically, I'm in deep shit already. Oh, when they fuck, you screwed. Yeah, when they finally asked uh, my disability advocate, do you have anything to say for Torin? This bitch looks at the, the panel for, like, the jury and goes, I have nothing to say. What? Who's a, who's a neighbor of mine? He's Latino. He's working his way through Oswego. He goes to school there. He's going to be screwed if they're racist. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're very... They're, they're, there's a lot of... There's, I'm not saying this woman was racist. I'm just saying she's useless. But the school itself is pretty racist, and that was a oh, bad boy, thing Oh, boy, he's screwed. He's Latino. Yeah, hopefully... Hopefully he doesn't have any problems. There's a real issue with racism in... At least in that school and in that town, because it's really far upstate. It's sort of in a rural area. Mm. Everyone voted for Trump. Um, they, it, it, it has its issues, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's that that's a discussion for a different day. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's studying hard and he's working his way through through college. Like he's oh. working in the school to, to pay for tuition and stuff. What's he majoring in? I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know what he's majoring in, but he's a neighbor of mine across the street, and they're 13 years younger than me. Uh, oh, good 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 luck to him. I I know a couple people that went there, but um. To, to get back on to get back on track, so you're looking for things to help you with basically executive functioning, so time management, and study skills, and to, and also mindfulness, because you know sometimes I overthink to the point where I panic and I forget myself. <laughs> oh, I, I I have that same issue, um, and we we and in the field you you can't crack under pressure. No, exactly. You. you... Yeah, the field is very ableist. Like they don't take into account mental health issues, orthopedic issues. Autistic? Yeah. No, they don't. They, they, they don't. That's, 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 well, it's not just the field of, 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 of what? What is that? It's basically when you're doing stuff and you get tired easy. Oh, uh, I get, I, I get you. Yeah, there's a lot of ableism in academia, a lot of ableism in academia in general. That's, that, that's a huge problem. So you mentioned, to get this back on track, you mentioned, um, you want to basically help with executive functioning stuff. You once told me about an incident you had at one of the SUNY schools where they wouldn't let you attend uh, full Yeah, time. because... They let you attend part-time. Could you two talk about that? Yeah, because I was like being a part-time student, and there's no public transportation there. And because they deemed it not a medical necessity, they refused to accommodate me. 
how did they refuse to accommodate you? What were some of the stuff that they wouldn't give you? They wouldn't give me tutoring. And also... Really? Yeah. They, you have, you have to they go full-time to, get... to, to live on campus. You have to live on campus to get tutoring? No, no. I couldn't get tutoring, and I couldn't get... Oh, I see, I see. Because I was a part-time student. They wouldn't give me lodging unless it was a slip of paperwork. I, I put in. They didn't seem enough proof, so they refused to accommodate me. So even though I applied and got into the program, I couldn't attend. They were being able to me before I even stepped started classes. And didn't you have a, I don't know if it was at this school, didn't you have a dean of one of the schools you applied to say, if you don't go full-time, you won't learn at all? Same school. That was the head of the oh, tech Jesus. department. That seems that he, he, that this person, this person seems like a lovely person. I say that with sorry. Yeah. Oh, Mickle Schmickle, the fact that I fucking remember the asshole's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, because I was part-time and I was a transfer student, I had to go through him for advisement. And he wasn't very helpful. Like, oh, they're all hard. And if you go part-time, you won't remember it. That was his steal. <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk. I love when, like, old people in positions of power just assume shit. Yeah. I'm big enough very accessible. They said, they said to me, oh, you can, you can, you can live on campus part-time. And, and, and mom did. Because she, she does all talking. I'm not very good at talking to people on the phone. So that's all that stuff. So well, she's like, oh, she talked to him, like, yeah, you can go part time. It'll take four and a half years. You because what they do in the there's no candidacy. But however, if you fail twice, you're gone. Wow, that that's strict. Uh, every school has almost every school mixes no. uh, mixes gen ed classes with the major. That's how they keep you there longer and get you more money. Um, but failing um, no. twice. Well, not in LaGuardia. Well, that's because I. I Thank you. I should have said university because uh, Laguardia's community colleges are a little different. Universities, they do that to keep you there longer. They mix in general education requirements with your major. Mm -hmm. But failing twice, two classes, and you're out, that is very strict. My school does oh, not Oh, yeah, the field's strict. That makes sense. And it, 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 it's a medical field, so you don't want some dumbass in there basically working on your dog who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so, yeah. But they seem to be more accessible. But the tutoring thing is still a problem. They're not giving me a straight answer. Like, because I know in LaGuardia, they gave me for prerequisites, and I had to fight for two. My mom had to fight for other tutors for my major. Like, whatever I could take before applying. That just, that sounds so... Yeah, it's weed-out country. That sounds so complicated. Well, yeah, that's the way LaGuardia runs with their vet tech program. It's the only CUNY that school that has that major. Everything that ma that makes sense. And so, I'm curious. You have we, we talk a lot about this. What are some of the ideas that you have? Tell tell the audience some some of the ideas you have to improve how autistic people can get Special social services. Care, specialized healthcare, Medicaid is shit, and the regular healthcare companies like to put all these gatekeeper things. Like I'm still fighting for my leg braces. Oh, you mentioned you mentioned you had leg braces. How, is, is that due to your autism? No, I, it's just orthopedic issues. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I hyperpronate and hypersupinate, and so I lose my balance. I get, I get you. And Medicaid isn't isn't helpful when it comes to not only getting the leg braces but getting some of your social services. That's what you're saying. Yeah, because because you know 
unfortunately, they have certain regulations under self-misdirection. <laughs> and that's why I can't get a college degree, because they're going based on Medicaid stuff and not just all around. I mean, it's so... It's based on the more higher support needs than those with lower support needs who are in the middle of eventually get up the system. And so that someone else who needs it And that's the thing. That's, that's supposed to be how social services work. But in reality, but they, that's not how they work. And, and no. what, are some, what are some of the issues with social services? You mentioned things like only being able to have a certain amount of money in your account, having to ask permission to get married, things like that. Explain that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm only allowed two thousand dollars in my bank, and I'm not to get married because I lose my services. They penalize. I lose my Medicaid too. Like you lose everything based on your spouse's asking. But what if your spouse is disabled too? Why is that? Because I feel like they're not treating me like a person. Like I'm not allowed to. I to have a career, I'm not allowed to be successful like everybody else. I'm stuck using this as a crutch because they then if I'm successful, they think you're not disabled anymore. Voila, you're neurotypical again. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 like the way the magic wand thinks that we're neurotypical again after 26. <laughs> yeah, once you're 31, 32, it's hard to get help. There's no programs. DDA, which is more mandated, which is the individual kids. ADA doesn't protect us. The way it's written, it, it favors. You mean the ACA, the American? ADA. Oh no, no, the, the Americans with Dis- the ADA, the Americans with Disability Act. Yeah, there's no rules for paratransit, no rules for college support. They're very bare minimal. Like the way they wrote it, 32 years ago, we're no we're no better than we are now. It hasn't improved anything really. And why? And um, obviously, you, you know, no one really knows the answer to this. But why do you think the system is geared towards? basically either keeping you down or just straight up denying you services instead of actually helping people. I have no clue. I'm <laughs> ignorant. I think they just don't get it. I think they're just trying to treat us like a bunch of sheep. <laughs> I have a theory, which is, and like I said, we're going to go into some economics here. We live in an economic system that bases people's inherent value on what they can produce. Disabled I know, people, that's the problem. Most disabled people produce generally less than all, than their autistic counterparts. Therefore, that there's less concern given to them because according to our capitalist system, they're worth less because they don't produce as much. Even though it's not necessarily true either, but it's perceived they don't produce as much, therefore we shouldn't help them. Which, to me, makes no fucking sense, because if you help them, even even under that logic, under the capitalist logic, if you help them, they'll produce more. Which means they help, everyone gets helped out. So even under a capitalist mold, that makes no sense. But that that's sort of my theory, because you see the same thing in welfare. Where everyone thinks welfare, everyone who hasn't been on welfare thinks you get welfare by going to the welfare office, being black, and they give you money. And that's not how it fucking works. First of all, most no. people on welfare are white. Second of all, in most states, including New York, which is a very liberal state, there are job requirements, meaning they put you in a job. You don't really get to choose. They put you in a job, and they don't like to, and if you have a job, they'll make you quit your job. I had to quit my job once. I had to choose between going on welfare and quitting my job because mm-hmm. I wasn't making enough at my job, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to quit to actually help me, which is just the definition of ass backwards. So it's an, issue, it's, it's an issue with social services in general in this country. But I wish that was talked about more. I know, or they put us in jobs that no one else wants. Like, I see a lot of neuro D 
Yeah. I, oh, so for some some people like that, but it's sort of. But my issue with that is it sort of seemed like the best you can hope for. Remember, at our school, the name of which we will not mention, but oh, yeah. our high school, because because uh, like like Henry and Ryan, who who's been on this podcast, me and Heather met. Uh, me and Heather went to the same high school. We didn't meet in high school, but went to the same high school. They, their hope for yeah. us was like, if we're lucky, maybe we'll get a job at McDonald's. That was that was seen as like the pinnacle. Maybe maybe we'll go to community college for one semester before failing out. That was seen as the best our asses could possibly do. Yeah, I know. I had principal was a bitch too. Yeah, we're not going to mention names, but that is that is a true statement. She she. she, she our, 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 the executive director of our school might actually be a demon. Like, I suspect that she was a demon that wore a meat suit like the cockroach in Men in Black. <laughs> like, she, 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 she didn't look human. Like, she, she didn't look like someone doing a bad job of impersonating a human, and she didn't act like it either. Yeah, like, yeah, cockroach do. <laughs> a common tactic of our... This, this is a little <laughs> off topic, but it's actually related. A common tactic of our executive director with certain students, uh, she calls certain students into her office, say really messed up things to them, like find whatever it was that upset them, make them make them throw a tantrum or have a meltdown, and then yell at them for not being able to control their emotions better. I didn't get that. She lied to her teeth a lot. She's yeah. like, oh, Heather, so disconnected. Like, <laughs> Excuse oh, yeah, for, me? for context, she had, she had a British accent, too. She had, like, a <laughs> British I, There's no way it was real, because she, was, she wasn't from the UK, so there's no way that that's how she normally speaks. She obviously worked at that, cause she had, like, this... Think of, like, a stereotypical Mary Poppins accent. That was this lady. Yeah, and she's like, why can't I get a good morning? Like, what? <laughs> you, babe, you were rude to my parents when they donated stuff for your little auction to get... Get our dump up... And say thank you. Why well, should I be nice to you? And you favored people who I don't like. <laughs> and my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> not really. We're not, we're, we're, we're not, we're not mentioning names. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That's definitely, yeah. The, the, and I said it's a little off topic, but it's related because that's where we came out of. So they sort of treated us like we were useless and then sort of released us upon the world. I mean, we had good teachers. It was the principal who was a Oh, yeah, I, I should specify that. A lot of the teachers were great. The, it, it's the, like most things, it was the administration that was bad. I had a guidance counselor who yelled at me for wanting to attend the university upstate because she didn't think I'd be capable what? of living on my own. That's weird. I didn't have that. Who'd you have? Because, well, well you, you didn't go away to... Because you, you, uh, you, 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 um, you commuted. You, you, you didn't go away home. You didn't go uh, upstate to university right away, right? No, no. See, I, that, went, I went I went to Long Island City. Yeah, see, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go away to college for a variety of reasons. Long story short, I didn't get along with my father. And she and our guidance counselor didn't believe that we had the skill sets, that I had the skill sets to live on my own. Mind then you, how my come father, nobody taught you? Hello? That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. I but mind you, my father was the... Nope. Mind you, my father was disabled. I was, I was his primary caregiver. So I was in, a senior in high school taking care of my disabled father, and this lady was telling me I don't have life skills? What the fuck? Like, that's the, the, so that sort of thing is what you see in 
And unfortunately, this was, for me, was about 11 years ago. For you, it was a little bit longer. But unfortunately, we're still seeing that idea of disabled people that we're either, we either don't need help or we're basically damaged goods. And don't just protect us from ourselves because we can't possibly make anything of ourselves. Why bother? Yeah, like shoving kids in a group home. Well, some, some people do need group homes, but a lot of times they'll recommend, they'll, they'll just recommend that off the bat. Stupid governor did. Commissioner at the time didn't stop him. Wh- which governor? Uh, Cuomo, New York's governor? Yeah. Former, for, for, yeah. Former, former disgraced, disgraced former governor, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, funny he didn't get, get, get prosecuted. Oh, yeah, he put old people and disabled people in group homes and nursing homes. And, and for those of you who don't know, uh, the governor of New York during the COVID pandemic allowed group homes and nursing homes to take in patients who tested positive for COVID with predictable results. He, 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 he's responsible for the deaths of around fifteen to 18,000 people, which he will likely never be held responsible for, accountable for, because he's basically a mafia boss and he runs, he runs the state. But that's neither here nor there. But that's sort of corruption we have to deal with. You have to talk about those things if you're talking about uh, disability and social services because that's what we're up against. We're not only up against stereotypes, we're up against essentially institutions that don't want to help us, who don't give a shit about us, who don't care if we Yeah, and all these town halls that let the, let the parents speak but not the actual disabled people. Okay, you've been to some... I've never been to those town halls. You have. What is it, what is it like, Heather? Terrible! The, the parents... And no one listens to me. And then I'm stuck doing outbursts from frustration because no one's listening to me. So what you, so you said the issue is they basically... They'll, they'll listen to the parents, which is... That tracks with pretty much everything we talked about on this podcast. They'll listen to the parents, but they don't listen to actually disabled people. Exactly. Even a virtual town hall with the new head dimwit. Ignored. And what are your what are your thoughts? We're, we're getting close to time, um, but what are your thoughts on the new? Isn't there that there's a new commissioner for for the social services in New York? Correct. Oh, Carrie Neefeld. Yeah. I mean, she she wants to put us on managed care, which limits us even more, and for any other people besides one parent. And I put all these questions in, like what are you gonna do to improve? What you're gonna do to improve? The way things are, like they still treat like we're stupid. Unfortunately, and I believe there's a state senator who his whole thing is he campaigns for disabled people. But what that and, and you've seen this guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's, a, he's a public he, official, so we can say his name. Yeah, but the problem is he only cares about Syracuse. Yeah, because that's, his, care that's about, his district. That's his district, and he's worried about getting elected. Problem: these services are landlocked. Well, uh, uh, go into that a Here little bit more. Like, like, if you live in Queens, you can only go, you can't go to any other part of the state. You don't live here, we won't help you. Waste it up. Uh, they can keep up the wild to the point where we can't even get services anywhere else when we have no services here. So we're stuck struggling, a little speck of the map, waiting for something to happen. So, and you know more about this than I do. So because services are so localized, do you think there's likely an issue that certain areas that have high, that are higher income areas probably receive better services than lower income areas? I'm not sure. Like a podcast, sorry, and I'm going to be in the pain in the butt. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there because I try to keep these as authentic as authentic as possible. 
and interruptions happen. I'm still, I, I have dogs downstairs. One dog who's loud Aww. as hell. I'm surprised he had. I'm surprised he hasn't made an appearance on the podcast so far because he barks <laughs> at everything. I oh, I would love that. I would love to see the dog. And, and I as I say see. this, he'll, he'll start barking at, at some point very soon, most likely just because I said it. Um, but yeah, we're, I, we try to keep these episodes to about 45 minutes or the length of a really long trip to the toilet. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know about the income part, but where you pay your taxes. So we're gonna, That's we're, the only we're thing gonna... I know, and I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I think someone should be able to get resources where to get them because you're crazy. No, There's nothing I, people here; they don't know what they're doing. I agree. So we're gonna wrap this up. So one of the things is before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience that I didn't think of? I'm sure there's a lot that I didn't think of. So is there anything you'd like to say? Mm, get more people to advocate, even those who don't have disabled parents, because we need the help. We we are sick and just, just make sure you don't talk over us and make sure you know talk to disabled people. Period. I think that's great. That's a great. That's a great way to end it. Is there any? Uh, you have you have social media. Uh, what are some of your handles? People can follow you. <laughs> well, most of my handles are basically random things. Like if you're on Instagram, it's if you're on Twitter, it's at couple three ninety nine. And. Uh, what was your, you cut out a little bit. What was your, your Instagram again? It's Crazy Shield Chick. <laughs> That's what I thought. Crazy Shield Chick. Great, great, great. Yeah, it's a, rest, it's a wrestling reference. I, I forgot, like, I said, hold on, let me check my Insta handle. Where the frick is my stuff? Where the frick is my, nope, nope. Ah, personal thing. Yeah, it's Crazy Shield Chick underscore 1990. And you'll know it's mine because it has Roman Reigns as a as a as a thinking profile picture. Great, great. And if you want to follow the if you want to follow the podcast, uh, look us up on Twitter at, at Shifting Autism. If you want to follow Stacy, look her up on Twitter at Autism Sage. We recently changed our handles, so I'm trying to remember them. Uh, follow her on Instagram at Everything Autism. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm TK underscore Aspie. On Instagram, I'm Autistic underscore Author. And on Facebook, I'm The Autistic Author. Um, I think we're ready to go. Do you have anything, you, have anything you want to say real quick? Um, I'm not sure it's so on the spot. I think I've said practically everything. Cool, I just, we're good. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about what's going on with Ryan now that we've finished shooting. Cool. So, see ya. Bye.